Welcome to the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. Reminger Co. LPA is a full-service law firm with over 150 lawyers spread across 14 offices and serving states throughout the Midwest. My name is Zach Pyers, and I'm a partner in Reminger's Columbus, Ohio office. And I'm Kenton Steele, an associate in Reminger's Columbus office. This podcast on emerging technologies will examine how changes in technology and business models affect our daily lives and how the law is adapting to respond to these changes. Welcome to today's episode of the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. Previously, we've covered a couple of topics as it relates to cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology. We covered FTX's downfall and collapse. Uh, That was with one of our colleagues, Zach Durant. I also previously done kind of an introduction, so to speak, as it relates to the blockchain technology and its uses. And today, Kenton is going to be talking to us about another cryptocurrency issue, um, and that is the Celsius Network LLC. And so he is going to be kind of giving us the backstory and kind of maybe a cautionary tale, so to speak, about Celsius. So Kenton, again, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about what is Celsius. So Celsius Network was essentially presenting itself as a cryptocurrency bank. People could open accounts, deposit their crypto assets with Celsius in a Celsius account. And Celsius also offered loans and allowed people to use cryptocurrency as the security for those loans. So really a lot of similarities to a bank. Now, the fact that Celsius sort of looked like a bank and operated in the way that we think banks operate is notable because the founder of Celsius, the sort of uh, public figure behind Celsius was the the CEO, Alex Mashinsky, and his pitch for why people needed to use Celsius and use cryptocurrency was that traditional banks or TradFi, traditional finance is the term that he used a lot was this despicable industry and he was pretty famous for always wearing shirts that said banks are not your friends uh whenever he was in public and and selling merchandise that was you know making derogatory statements about banks or or tradfi the substance of Alex Mashinsky's pitch was that banks are victimizing all of their customers because banks give these loans with high interest rates and the profits from those loans are kept by the bank rather than passed on to the depositors whose funds serve you know as as the basis for those loans and really what celsius's pitch was is that people who deposited their crypto with celsius would become part of the defi or decentralized finance movement and they would be allowed to keep 80% of the profit from the interest on the loans that celsius was paying out it later, you know, sort of, if we jump to the end of the story here, uh, that Celsius was not decentralized in any way. It was actually very centralized, it was not part of a real uh, decentralized finance movement. And its status as a, a crypto bank, sort of pseudo bank, was really misleading in that Celsius was actually operating in what's been described now as a massive Ponzi scheme where the what was paid out to the last round of investors was actually coming from the newest people who were depositing their money, uh, that there was actually no 
value being generated by the company itself. Now, you mentioned uh, Celsius's founder, CEO, Alex Mashinsky. What can you tell us about him? So he's an interesting figure. I think you see that with a lot of these cryptocurrencies or, or sort of tech companies that, that grow very rapidly is there's usually a figure or someone that is a face that people can put to the company. I think the the positive example you think of is like Apple with Steve Jobs, right? He's the genius behind the scenes who's making everything run. On the negative side, you have like FTX with Sam Bankman-Fried who, you know, uh, was initially perceived as, oh, he's kind of this person who's going to be the disruptor and change the scene and is later uh, sort of vilified and and identified as a scammer. I think Mashinsky falls somewhere on that spectrum. So on the surface, he appeared to be somebody who had the qualifications to operate and maneuver in sort of a new tech space. He claimed to have invented voice over internet protocols. And this was an industry that he had worked in at some point in the 90s. And he does have patents under his name related to voice over internet or VoIP. But his patents are dated to like 1994. And there were companies that were selling VoIP services as far back as 1990. So calling himself the inventor of VoIP is certainly uh, if not outright misleading, it's a big stretch of the truth, right? So maybe he was involved in this space and had success with companies, but he's certainly not an inventor of this technology. If you go further into his background, he had initially got into business through sort of trading in um, materials from China and other other parts of the world that are used in the production of gold. He at some point made the jump from that type of background into the technology space. He went on from VoIP to working in cell towers and installing cell towers and subways in major cities, and then went from cell towers to Wi-Fi and from Wi-Fi then into the crypto space in uh, 2017. He's sort of described as this serial entrepreneur is a term you see thrown around a lot when Mr. Mashinsky comes up and his background as the the claimed inventor of VoIP, he would use that to say that Celsius was going to serve as uh, as money over internet protocols or MOIP, which is a terrible name. It sounds like some kind of skin condition, uh, not a service you'd like to use. But that was really um, his pitch. He held weekly, you know, ask me anything sessions where people could, you know, present questions to him and he would answer them. It is now, since Celsius's downfall, been identified that he would often make very misleading and false statements during these Ask Me Anything sessions. The company would then go back and edit those out and post the video um, without identifying or correcting the false statements that he was making. So, Again, he's he's sort of the person who people were investing with, the person people were putting their trust in. And now looking back sort of in the, the stark light of day, it seems obvious that he was maybe not the person who should have been trusted with all of people's financial security. Now, you talked a little bit about kind of like the rapid growth and expansion of, of Celsius and kind of how it, you know, took off. How 
how do we, how do you kind of, what did it look like? How do we explain kind of that rapid growth of, of Celsius during its tenure? Sure. So we'll kind of take that in two parts. On the one side, we have the sort of the numbers, right? What, how do we define the growth of Celsius through the numbers? If you look 2017, 2018, Celsius started and did its ICO or initial coin offering of the Celsius token, also called CEL, C-E-L for short. And that was about a $50 million coin offering of that Celsius token. If we fast forward, you know, through 2018, 19, 2020, by October 2021, the value of Celsius as a company was approximately $3 billion. And they were closing in by 2022 on having almost eight or 900 employees worldwide. But then by mid 2022, the bottom kind of dropped out of the company. But but what fueled that growth? What allowed them to generate that increase in value? And a lot of that had to do with the sell token and sort of the promise of what Celsius was offering, right? We talked about the pitch being that banks were terrible and Celsius was the alternative. I think that's a narrative that is inherently appealing to people. Banks are not always viewed as the most favorable industry. And positioning yourself as the alternative to the traditional banks that's going to return all the profits to the people is a pitch that makes sense, right? All right, I'm going to deposit my assets here. And when their loans are made based on those assets, I'm going to get 80% of the profits with 20% going to Celsius. There were no fees for opening accounts. This was really the, the, the pitch was that you would just get this passive return on your deposits with Celsius. At times, they said it was as high as 17% for certain crypto assets. All you had to do was put them in an account with Celsius. You'd get 17% a year on them. How did they get to that 17% a year figure? And the way they did that was through the Celsius token. In order to sort of create a demand for that token or a market for it, what they allowed people to do is if you were going to be paid the interest on your deposits, you could elect to take payment in the form of the Celsius token. If you chose to take payment in the Celsius token, you would get a 30% bump on what you were going to get paid. The, and if you consistently elected to accept payment from the Celsius token, you would get a loyalty bump as well and get an extra 30% on top of that 30%. So you can see how this kind of grows out of control to where it, it suddenly makes all the sense in the world to accept the Celsius token as a form of payment on your interest. So in that Celsius token, it started at zero, right? And at a certain point in time, each token had a value of close to $8 at its height. Today, that value is about 15 cents. So you kind of see how that number goes from 50 million in 2018 to 3 billion by 2021, late 2021. But like we said, due to a lot of reasons, the bottom kind of fell out around summer of last year. Tell us what kind of led to that downfall. So as with most things, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, there was obviously a lot of disruption in the crypto space in summer 2022. But the things that sort of precipitated that are in late 2021, 
regulators from various U.S. states started to investigate Celsius for dealing with unregistered securities. Some states issued cease and desist letters. Others filed civil lawsuits. Now, throughout all this time that these lawsuits were being filed and the cease and desist letters were being sent, Alex Mashinsky continued to host his weekly talks where he would describe the sell token as being registered, making it seem like it was a registered security when, in fact, it definitely wasn't. It never was a registered security, but that didn't stop him from calling that. As with most schemes that that sort of offer these unrealistic returns without a clear explanation of how it's happening, people started to dig deeper into how do we get to that 17% yield for nothing? And really what was driving that is Celsius was over leveraging the assets that they had, making very risky investments. And again, you get back to what the terms that Celsius was using is make a deposit and then you can withdraw your funds. But Once you looked closer, once the cracks started to show, it became clear that these weren't actually deposits you were making. The way Celsius described it in its terms of service was each deposit was really a loan made to Celsius. And when you went to withdraw that loan, you were were sort of calling the loan due is what was happening. And Celsius was not operating like a bank. It was more operating like a hedge fund where it would take its collection of assets and invest them in other cryptocurrencies, sometimes double investing the same cryptocurrencies in multiple places. Um, And people called out that, hey, any sort of shift market move in either direction is going to collapse this entire thing. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Early in summer 2022, we saw the collapse of Luna, a, a sort of separate cryptocurrency, crypto entity. and that sort of spilled over into Celsius. Now, in June of 2022, Alex Mashinsky kept doing his weekly Ask Me Anything sessions and was telling everybody that Celsius had no liquidity problem and anyone who was saying otherwise was just spreading FUD, FUD, the uh, acronym for fear, uncertainty, and doubt, which has thrown a lot into crypto space. Um <clears throat> And and Mashinsky really was telling everybody there's no problem at all. Anybody can get their money out at any at any time. That continued until June 12th of 2022. Alex Mashinsky was still sharing things on Twitter, making statements, encouraging people to deposit their assets with Celsius. Then on the morning of June 13th, 2022, Celsius paused all customer withdrawals in order to, in their words, uh, stabilize liquidity in operations. And the reason that that was necessary was, quote, extreme market conditions. That pause has continued. And one month after that pause was put in place, Celsius filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. The declaration filed in connection with that bankruptcy reported a $1.2 billion deficit in assets on Celsius's books. So tell us, I mean, you were talking about events that happened in, in June, which, you know, it's nine months ago or 10 months ago. Tell us where, you know, what are, where do things stand now with Celsius? So the bankruptcy process is playing out. And through that process, right, there's a lot of putting things under a microscope that were taken for granted. And 
we're finding out a lot about Celsius, for instance, and this is another sort of common thread with FTX. Celsius was running its entire $3 billion operation through QuickBooks and did not really have the sort of learned financial oversight you would expect from an operation that was that size. But as I talked about with those deposits, they were really unsecured loans to Celsius, meaning that in after this bankruptcy, there's really not much for those individual depositors to do. Now, through the bankruptcy process, there are certain account holders who are able to recover some portion of their money. That's actually been coming out in the past few days. But this investigation as part of the bankruptcy process has led investigators to describe it as one of the largest Ponzi schemes in the United States. In the history of the United States, Mr. Mashinsky personally is facing a lot of legal problems through civil lawsuits and criminal investigations relating to him having sold Celsius assets at a time when others were not able to withdraw funds him having sold Celsius assets and sell tokens. He was the largest seller of sell tokens as he was instructing everyone else to hold on to them or or uh, HODL, H-O-D-L, hold on for dear life, a term you see a lot in the crypto space. Uh, at a time where he was encouraging people to HODL, he was selling everything that he could from Celsius and made a tidy profit in the realm of $10 million. Now, as that's been investigated and found out, It'll be interesting to see what regulators and government authorities or through civil lawsuits, people able, are able to recover from Mr. Mashinsky and Celsius. But really where we're at is that Celsius, along with FTX, Luna, SafeMoon, these other crypto sort of horror stories, stands as an example of sort of the volatil volatility and dangers inherent in this space that anyone should be aware of if they're planning on keeping any of their assets in cryptocurrency. Great. Kenton, we appreciate your time and, and walking us through this today. Um, I'm sure that our listeners will appreciate it too, as we you know keep track of the story as well as the FTX and the others that you've mentioned. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.